Backfield on the right side of Big Ben. Motion by the tight end. McDonald down the line, left to right. And the snap goes high over the head of Big Ben. All the way back to the two, to the one. And the Browns have it in the end zone. And they dive on the ball and recover it for a touchdown. Carl Joseph's got it in the end zone. A touchdown. Not a bad start. Six-nothing Browns. Marquise Bouncy just sailed the ball over the head of Big Ben, who looked at James Conner. They raced back towards inside the five-yard line. It went into the end zone. B.J. Goodson and Carl Joseph were over there, and Joseph recovers it. Unbelievable start. Mayfield under center on first down and 10. Takes the ball, gets it. Hunt runs. He's to the 10. He's to the 5. He buries that shoulder and drives in for a touchdown. Kareem Hunt. And the Browns lead 20 to nothing. And they add a little to it. Kareem does a couple push-ups. 11-yard run. That's my town where they show you love it. They seen you around. All of my dogs up in the dog pound. Man, I love my tribe, my calves, my browns. That's my heart. What is going on, guys? Welcome back to another episode of the Feeling Dangerous Podcast. I am your host, Zach DeFranco. We have a lot to catch up on. I know everyone is ready to talk. Oh, what a free agency so far. First, let me introduce my co-host, the lovely, lovely co-host who make this show special. I'm going to start with one of my best friends, the dude himself, J-Mac. How you doing today, man? I'm good, my dude. How are you doing? I'm doing good, man. Some pretty exciting stuff going on so far in the 2021 free agency for the Browns. Amazing stuff going yes. on for the Browns in the 2021. Gotta love it. Gotta love it. Also, we have the newest addition. One dude working hard behind the scenes. Uh, Tyler Johnson. How you doing today, man? Hey, Zach, I'm doing good. Thank you very much for asking. Pretty exciting time for Browns fans right now. Great for start to free agency, and I don't even believe we're even close to being done. No, I don't either. I mean, I feel like he's just like he's a quiet storm, that Andrew Barry, man. He really mm-hmm. is. Oh, yeah, for sure. He's waiting for something. You know what I'm saying? He's waiting for something a little bit bigger. But, yeah. I mean, not that nothing, not that this wasn't big, but you know what I'm saying? He's definitely waiting for the waiting for the. Oh, I can't, I can't wait to get into it. Peter Nab, the producer little co-host on the side how you doing today bud i'm doing good how are you guys doing i'm doing good man good um good i'm glad to be with you guys and yeah it's it's been a busy week for the browns and like like you said i think they're not done so we got we got a lot we got a lot to get into obviously everybody's uh you know pretty much everybody's focused on on basketball right now, but there's a lot going on in NFL free agency. So glad to be with you guys, and um, and and I think the Browns are, are are nowhere near done. I think what they've done so far is going to really um, is going to really help them improve, particularly on defense, which we'll get into. Mainly re-signed some uh, a lot of players, but uh, they've also had some good pickups on defense. So yeah, uh, let's get it going. Like I was saying, uh, me and Tyler saying like Andrew Barry is just that quiet storm right now. No, nothing's being leaked, you know, until we're nearing a signing. Obviously, Tyler, we get a lot of our information, man. We're not even allowed to report it because, you know, 
where it comes from, the OBR and everything. But mm-hmm. yeah. So I mean, Tyler, where do you want to start, man? With these these defensive signings, these these great deals too that Andrew Barry's working uh, to address the needs of this defense. Really, it needs to start out with the cream of the crop signing so far, and that's safety John Johnson the third. Who I have to be mm-hmm. completely honest, this came out of nowhere. I assumed, yeah. as a lot of us did, the Browns' focus was defensive end. Um, I didn't believe John Johnson was even possible given um, the price tag, which was still a little hefty, but it was quite clear that Joe Woods wanted a top safety first defense, and Andrew Barry yep. went out and got one of the top 10 safeties in the NFL at yeah. $11 million a year. I mean, you, that's where it has to start, and then and then the other one is cornerback Troy Hill. He addresses a really huge need for the Browns at slot corner. It's not – people mm-hmm. say he can play outside. We don't want him to. He is the best slot corner in the league. You want to keep him at that. And it says four years, $24 million, but Mary Kay Cavett of Cleveland.com dug into it. It's technically a two-year contract at $9 million. They can opt out yeah. af- after uh, – the third year and have no cap hit against it. Those are the two yeah, main I mean, signings, but obviously we have some other guys we brought in as well. Yeah, I mean, obviously Andrew Barry did a lot of one-year deals. I mean, I think that he's mostly focused on what he's going to have to do in the upcoming season. I think that's a main focus in the back of his head. Like, okay, there's going to be a lot of extensions we're going to have to work on. He might still make some extensions. I don't know how you guys feel about that now after this free agency, but a lot of one-year deals, a lot of, you know, let's keep the window for the push, for the first Super Bowl push. Defensive attack McKinley, I love that signing. He has, he has a very high ceiling. I know he's had a rough start to his NFL career, but if you listen to his press conference with the Browns media, I think his mindset's different. I think he's ready to come make a statement next to Miles Garrett. I think he's accepting the fact that he's a professional now. Anthony Walker, linebacker from the Indianapolis Colts, when he left, you saw his team on social media. You saw how pissed off they were that they lost him in the locker room. So we're not just bringing in these this talent to... You know, help us on defense finally because that's what we lacked last year against these big teams. But we're bringing in leaders and a, a, a lot of proven guys that can take charge of a locker room and take charge of a team and a defense. Like John Johnson, like you said, Tyler, I mean, look what he did on the defense for the Rams. He had the C across his chest. He was calling plays. Very, very big and important signing. And honestly, I think we, we stole every player that we signed this year. I don't know how Andrew Barry does it. He's like he looks at the market and he goes, "Eh, screw that. Here's the it, price it, I want to offer you." <laughs> someone brought it up in the last episode, and they they brought up a good point. And I think that th- these signings proved it that Andrew Barry's not going to overspend or attack something where he doesn't like the mark what mm-hmm. the market's giving him. And I think he liked exactly what the market's giving him. And I think we got, like you said, two steals there for us. Huge, huge improvements on the defense. Yeah, he addressed it. Yep, he addressed. It, it, and like exactly where we needed it even now we and he still has the money to go get that whoever we want to go get or make the extensions like you said yeah Tyler what do you think's next if there is anything going on um I next I still think they're gonna try and bring in a veteran D end um possibly clowny if depending on how they feel about the do you really want him Tyler do you really want clowny I do not not, yeah I do not want clowny uh he turned us down last offseason and quite honestly, if he really doesn't want to be here, which I feel like that's part of it, then mm-hmm. I just don't want him here. But it's quite clear the Browns – I mean, the Browns like him. It sounds pretty apparent. And I mean, But I'd rather bring in a guy like Carlos Dunlap, honestly, to put on the other yeah. side of Miles When Garrett, I woke up this morning, I was feeling pretty in. dangerous. You can rotate in Tack McKinley, who the Browns really like. I mean, they tried to claim him four times off waivers last year. Yeah, so, and I, I just didn't even know that. I didn't even know that that the Browns mm-hmm. were trying to make a push for Tack McKinley. I mean, man, he could have helped last year, especially with uh, Vernon going down. 
Yeah. That would have been huge. That would have been huge. Let's talk about these re-signings because, you know, that that's important too. I mean, we, we did a few re-signings, uh, but the biggest one, obviously, is Hollywood Higgins. He's staying with the Browns. Um, I don't know. Do you think his market just wasn't as high as people expected it to be? I definitely think that's part of it. But I will say, I feel like he. this is where he wanted to be. And at the end of the day, all his money's guaranteed. Maybe mm-hmm. on some of those other deals, he was getting maybe a one-year, five million dollar deal, but only like, but only yeah. yeah, only two million was guaranteed. Yeah. So I feel like maybe that's something to do with it. And I know we don't want to look too far ahead here, but I think this one-year deal is very interesting from another perspective um, for next offseason when you have to make a decision about Jarvis and OBJ as well. Yeah, I want to because talk they're going to cost. They're going to cost more. So yeah, I, want, I want to talk about that because, I mean, next offseason, they're expecting the cap to go up. I mean, obviously, you want to keep talent on the team. But with OBJ making what about what, what Kenny Galladay is making you? I mean, around 18 million, probably. Right. OBJ's up there. Yeah. OBJ makes 18 million this season. Yeah. And 16 is guaranteed. So you got to make a decision. I feel like Juice might find a way to stay. But who knows, man? Like. If you have another chance to go get another bag, why why wouldn't you go chase it? You know what I mean? Jordan, how do you feel about that, man? Like, Rashard Higgins, this one-year deal could turn into a long-term extension with us if we lose key players on the offensive side. I mean, like I, like I always said, I'm not a huge contract guy. Um, I don't know. Jarvis has always said since the beginning that he loves, he loves being here, he loves playing here, and he wants something special to happen here. So I think if he's true to that, then, yeah, he's going to stay. You know what I'm saying? But, I mean, like mm. you said, you never know. You might. Like, who knows who's going to come knocking on the door? Who knows if it's yeah. Tampa? Who knows if it's, you know what I'm saying? Who knows Bless who comes knocking on Bless the door him. for him? Bless, Bless him. him. I Bless mean, him. Jarvis is my favorite player, so obviously in mm-hmm. the world I want him to stay. But um, like you said, who knows who comes knocking on the door next season for him? Someone. That, that's um, contagious, bro. <laughs> Pete, I mean, I mean we, we should leave those motivational speeches too, Jarvis. Mm-hmm. You're right. <laughs> You're doing a good job, though, buddy. I, I appreciate that. But Tyler, I mean, what, so what do you think? The speaking of contagious, speaking of contagious, speaking of contagious, maybe we should tell the uh, listeners, um, the listeners who we're missing and and oh and why. Yeah. Speaking that, of that contagious, would have been nice to mention. Yeah, uh, Jack. Unfortunately, our one of our main co-hosts, Jack, is down with uh, the COVID. He's down with the virus. So yes, that is contagious, Pete. You are right. <laughs> good, yes. Good little spot out. <laughs> Thank you for doing that in the middle of a question. <laughs> Throwing Pete under the bus like that. Throwing Jack under the bus like that, I mean. So, Tyler, mm-hmm. before Pete before Pete uh, <laughs> interrupts you again. <laughs> yeah. So, what do you think oh, one-year deal sorry. means? For, what do you think <laughs> the one-year deal means for Richard Higgins? Uh, well, for Higgins, I truly believe, I, I think he's going to be here long-term. I, I do. Yeah. I feel like Andrew Barry met with Higgins and basically told him the idea that he had and he's knows that they're not gonna be able to keep all three of them and Higgins is probably going to get let's say he has a good off season like he did this past year like around 800 receiving yards or so he could get that uh five year that my bad four or five year deal at maybe mm-hmm. five million a year five six million a year I mean and you could keep him here long term it's definitely it sounds like what Higgins wants and Landry wants to be here long term as well but I don't see Landry taking – he's making 14 now. Is he really going to take a lot, like a couple million less than that? I don't think so. I think I mean, he's going to go get paid somewhere. Yeah, there's going mean, to be a I don't, I don't want, could use a Jarvis Landry, man. But. And I don't want and – I, and I love Landry. I mean, I have a Jarvis Landry jersey. And yeah, the too. unfortunate reality is, I'll be honest, 
the amount of money you're paying him, you're not getting the amount of production you should be getting for mm. the amount of money you pay him. That that's and that rubs a lot of people the wrong way. But if you look at the stats, that that's that backs it up. I mean, he, and he is a leader of the team, and you have to take that into account. But I feel like as fans, what we do is we're very sentimental when it comes mm. to these players, yes. and that's and that's understandable. But at the end of the day, Andrew Barry has decisions to make, and next off season he's going to have to make those decisions. And yeah. so I believe Higgins is here long term. Landry's not, and OBJ is not either. So I think it's going to be very interesting. Because yeah. out of out of either one, I think even OBJ could have a higher chance to stay because he's a different wide receiver type than Landry. They'll both be expensive, but Higgins and Landry are the same type of wide receiver in the do fact you, that they're possession guys. Do you think they're they're kind of hoping that DPJ turns out to be a number one? I, I am. I think they're yeah. gonna they're gonna they're gonna keep molding him. And I've also said this on the last pod as well. I think they're gonna draft a receiver, um, maybe as early as the second round. Because if you address these needs in free agency, the draft, man, everything's on the table in the draft. Mm-hmm. I mean, you could take best available player. And I'm telling you, if a top talent at receiver slides, I wouldn't be shocked if they grabbed him and they just basically held on to him and groomed him for a year. What We're going to have in the draft? 26. Yeah, we have number so 26. So and I don't know why people that. think... I I personally still think we're going to address defense, but like Tyler I think we're said, gonna, I think we're going to take a corner. But I'm telling you, if a wide receiver like Rashard Bateman slides, yeah, I mean, they could he, they could take. I don't know. I'll be honest. I don't know how you don't take him if yeah. he slides. Bateman's quite a talent, and I mean there be even scenarios where I've seen Elijah Moore, um, the wide receiver from Ole Miss, who some say is next AJ Brown. Mm-hmm. Having him going to the Browns, I've seen I've seen a couple. I don't know if they're going to go receiver. Terrence. Uh, Terrence Marshall from LSU. He's another good receiver. There's mm-hmm. a lot of options at wide receiver. I think in the draft, though, they do go defense. They probably go corner. Um, yeah. I think corner or yeah. safety. And I could see yeah. safety again because Joe Woods doesn't use linebackers. No, he, he, wants, uses, he, he uses safeties, big, big, fast safeties, too, as linebackers. The Rams exactly. kind of did that, too. So, yeah. yeah, it works perfectly. Like That's why I love the John Johnson signing because I think we're going to see John Johnson play a lot of – Yo, John he's going to be all over the field. Dude. He's going to be all over the field, dude. Yeah, he's a beast. The, like, not that it's good to be good at recovering from mistakes, but, man, that dude is that dude is a, all over the field, man, like you said. Yeah. When he makes a mistake, he is not far away from recovering. Like, mm-hmm. he's always right there to make a play. Okay, we have other re-signings. Yeah, I know, dude. I, this whole season, I, I just can't wait for the season to start. Like, seriously. Like, <laughs> I'm right there with you. Please give as us soon, hard knocks. I know. No, dude, no. <laughs> that's no. that's just, that's just a drama show. You like, it, it's fun luck? to watch, but yes, that was a mess. because because players know the cameras on you during that's that kind of point. stuff, dude. That's a good point. Yeah, it's contagious. <laughs> that's where it came from. <laughs> so you're not wrong. Pete, you might as well get that clipped up. You might as well. Yeah, I will. Yeah, yeah go ahead. Do that right now, Pete. We'll wait for you. Uh, <laughs> it'll take It'll take me. I don't even know if it's on YouTube. It probably is, but. Do you want to bring up. Okay, so here's here's a re, basically a re-signing because it's all guaranteed now. David Njoku. I don't know how you guys feel about this. He's getting his $6 million guaranteed money now. The Browns are paying that. Do you guys think a trade is still possible? What do you guys think is going on there? Uh, let's start with you, Jordan. What do you think is going I mean, on with David Njoku? I know you guys probably disagree, but I think I think Njoku's a dog, bro. I think. No, I, I, mean, think, I agree. Yeah. I agree. I, he stepped up this season. I, I like. I mean, Njoku, I yeah. think I think he can. I think he can get better. Granted, is he not? Did he not play in college? 
Did he, no, he, did. Miami. He, played, he, Miami. he played at Miami. Oh, okay, okay, okay. I think he left, though, as a redshirt sophomore. Gotcha. Mm-hmm. gotcha. So he was like 20 years old when he was drafted yeah, he was, or something yeah, like that. Yeah, he was young or something like that. He's like, I knew he had like less experience than most people, like most tight ends coming out, but like, I did, I just think he's, you got like, why, why not have him, bro? I think, I think he's too good to I not think have. Stefanski, I think Stefanski likes him a lot, dude. Yeah, I think he's too good to not have, dude. Honestly, mm-hmm. he, in my opinion, he's more, he's the most athletic tight end we have. No, he's not the best he blocker, is, but yeah. he's, he's the most athletic tight end we have. You could throw, he, like, in the in the red zone, dude, throw it to Njoku. Want, like, <laughs> that's exactly he's huge, him, bro. Him he's huge. I, the, the three tight end set is beautiful yeah. in his offense right now. Yeah. You can't. Like, yeah, pay him the six million. They're, they're, pay him the, dude, six the three. Million. The three tight end attack is beautiful. It's mm-hmm. beautiful. Go ahead, Tyler. I think when it comes to David and Joku, he did show last year that he can play. I mean, I feel like maybe was that motivation with him trying to get out of here though? I mean, that yeah. that's the he one hard I mean, part yeah, but because you, you got, that's the business of it though. Yeah, that's yeah, the business yeah. of it. you got you got to build you got to earn your money. That's the part of the football. Yeah. That's no. kind of like that's kind of what Tech McKinley said in his press conference. Now he's realizing, okay, this this isn't guaranteed. You know, mm-hmm. I'm a professional football player, like, and that's what I, I love seeing that kind of stuff. But I think the Joku crying on the sidelines after the Kansas City Chiefs loss realized, like, okay, we're for real here now. You know, he's yeah. been, he's been here since he, the worst. The rip, he's been yeah, here exactly. since the bottom. Exactly. Same with the Shard Higgins, people like that. Like, you want to see them be part of the turnaround too. So you know, that's true. It's just when he when he gave his interview, he had an interview on um, this offseason. I, I forget who it was with. Basically, yeah, he ignored the question. Yeah. Like, I mean, he, I, I truly believe he just, he doesn't want to be here and that's fine if that's his prerogative. But if I'm a, if I'm a coach, if I'm a general manager and um, I wouldn't want that guy on my team, I mean, as of this moment, if someone on your team has a trade demand, I personally wouldn't want him on my team because they're just mm-hmm. not all in. But I will say he does, even though he wanted to be traded last year, he still played very well. Now, yeah. it's, it gets kind of interesting. We get halfway through the season, let's say, and Joku's not having the best season, but then you have a situation where a team needs a tight end. I mean, do you trade him? I mean, I probably would. That's six, one, that's, it's $6 million, but you're probably not going to sign David and Joku to a long-term contract. Mm-hmm. So you kind of have to look at that side of it as well because that will come into play. Because then if you sign David and Joku to a contract, who knows what kind of money he's going to be asking for. And then you're already paying Austin Hooper top 10 tight end money. I mean, and you have Harrison Bryant, and I think they might draft another tight end as well. Like, I mean, later in the draft, because Stefanski yeah. uses a lot of tight ends. So, And that's what I'm saying. That's what I'm saying. Like, you don't want to let him just walk. You don't want to end up with that kind of situation where you get nothing for him. I feel like you can yeah. get some sort of draft capital for this guy. Like, I saw the Chargers as being an option for him. Yeah, I mean, didn't they lose Henry? They did lose Hunter Henry. Exactly. We'll talk about we'll talk about that yeah. later, obviously. But yeah, I mean, and Joku could be a fit there. I mean, and if you could get a fourth or fifth round pick for him, they've Why talked not? about they've talked about because the Chargers I think have a compensatory pick, so that we could uh, get out yeah. of that for Joku. I would do that. So all, you guys are all in favor. Of, you don't think that Joku's going to finish the season here, or do you think? I feel like I'm, it's 50-50. That's up I'm, in the air. I'm, right I'm going to say right now because let's make let's let's each make a prediction here. I say he doesn't. Mm-hmm. I think he's trade before the deadline. I feel like we're going to see a certain pl- certain players, excuse me, get traded before the deadline that Browns fans aren't expecting. I'm not going to say anything else, but yes, I feel like Andrew Barry might make some moves this season. It depends on where we're sitting. Yeah, if we're if we're if we're sitting pretty and we're just running through the AFC North, which is a huge possibility this year. The only team I'm scared of this year is the Ravens. 
And that's just because I'm not even scared of the Ravens anymore. <laughs> I, I'm not scared of the Ravens either. I think Cincinnati is a team to really? watch out People for if they address the offense. Cincinnati, if they address the offense line, Cincinnati is scary. They're a young, scary team. I agree with that. Yeah, we, but, I think we can hang with the Ravens if we can contain Lamar Jackson. And I think with Tack and like you said, we say, draft, I think if, we, if we draft if we draft the right the right person, if we draft defense, we draft the right person, we can contain Lamar Jackson. And I, I really think I think we already kind of. A lot of people don't think our defense line and our, our defense is even that much better than last year with the signs we did, but I really feel like we drafted oh, a team to contain Lamar Jackson. Well, it's, yeah, all, exactly. it's, all, it's already, it's already Patrick Mahomes, Josh Allen. I, we, we, I feel we, way more comfortable manning now. You know what I'm saying? We, like, I, I feel way more comfortable playing for a Super Bowl with this yeah. defense already. Because yeah. I feel like I feel like our defensive signings so far have addressed the Chiefs and the Bills. And those the this this defense could, shot, could stop Chad Henney. Yeah, yeah. I yeah, hope just, so. <laughs> I hope so. Hey, but like, I mean, there's still some work to do. I mean, I, I think they need to go out and add another corner. You need an outside corner, yeah. And and preferably, I think it's going to be maybe a veteran guy. I mean, I've seen Garyon Conley mentioned. Yeah, uh, I was going to ask you who, who do you think who do you think is I think cornerbacks Con- available right now. Who do you think that would be the best fit for the Browns? I think I think Conley would be a very good fit. He's another young guy with upside. You're looking at probably another one year deal. Um, now, did he did he play with Ward at OSU too, or were they different? Uh, I believe he did play with Ward, but it I don't know like if one he started. Right? I don't know if he started with Ward. They yeah. played together, just. But then another option, I uh, honestly, and it's a name I haven't really seen connected anywhere. Is Malcolm Butler, former yeah. Titans cornerback? He's an outside guy. I mean, you could use nice. him. But then the guy, there's a guy in the draft, um, Melifonwu out of Syracuse. He's a six-two corner. The he's dude is insanely athletic. Yes. And he's like, fast. He's so yeah. fast. Yeah. You could use him. And, and I don't think Pittsburgh is going to be like a top team in contention in AFC North. But they usually are tough. You could have him against Claypool. Yeah, I mean, right. and oh, it would be very God. fun. Yep. Yeah. You have to take those things in consideration here. And so I think outside corner, that's the biggest need right now for this team, in my opinion, is outside corner and maybe a veteran D end. Now, if you're if you're asking me, I think that's where we go with is that big corner note. I'm thinking about it because I think I think again we address maybe a little bit at least the containing of Lamar Jackson, and I think the only other thing that only other thing that concerned me was the big body receivers of the Steelers. I think, uh, but again, we went and got those two guys, the two signings in the defensive side. But if we get that big corner, man. And so here's the guys, thing about his defense, about Joe Wood's defense, and I've yeah. mentioned this on Twitter before. He wants to run a four-two-five. He basically yeah. wants two linebackers. But I've seen scenarios. He wants to go with a four-one-six. Mm-hmm. I, I mean, so here's the thing: when you're going against the Chiefs, I mean, that's exactly what you want to do. They got tons of receivers, so I mean, you want to add, in my opinion, you want to add another probably two corners and another safety. I mean, yeah. you could draft a safety in the first round. I wouldn't be upset with it. Nope. You're getting guys that clearly Joe Woods needs for his defense. And Andrew Barry's making it up to Joe Woods for giving him um, basically what he had to deal with last offseason. Anderson Sadejo won't be back. And so yeah. oh, that's man. what we all need to be rejoicing about. Thank God. Employee 23 is gone. <laughs> Thank you for playing. I mean, honestly, if he was just a little better, he did play. He did have a lot of heart and hustle. I'm not gonna yeah. lie. No, he sure. was he was also he was older. I mean, he was thrown. He was thrown. He was thrown into a mess, dude. This year, when it came yeah. to injuries and everything, he was not. I don't think he signed a contract here. I, I will die on this hill. Andrew today, he did not sign a contract here, thinking I'm going to start for the Browns all season. Basically, you're supposed to back up Grant Delpit. Yeah, yeah. exactly. 
So, and that that's that's another reason why I think we could address safety is because is Grant Elpit going to come back 100? percent Is he going to be who we thought he is? He's showing hype on his Instagram and stuff like that, but that's one thing. You know, I mean, coming back from an Achilles injury, I mean, Richard Sherman did it fine, but mm-hmm. some that's, some players are just built different. We'll see. I, I think he's going to be fine. I want to address corner. I want to. I don't know if I want to address in the draft or in free agency. We'll can tell because Conley. You could do both. Has had, yeah, but Conley, he's just. I mean, is he an upgrade from Greedy Williams? I mean, Conley's not necessarily a huge upgrade per se, but Conley's a young guy who you could possibly unlock that potential that made him a first. There's a reason why he was a first round pick. Mm-hmm. I mean, I don't think these guys like Tack McKinley, Gary on Conley just forget how to play. Yeah, Maybe no, it's just the wrong situation. Not. Maybe yeah. it's injuries. I mean, here's the thing. We took a chance, and this obviously Andrew Barry was not the general manager at the time, but I believe he was in the front office. Um, we took a chance on Rashard Perriman. Mm-hmm. He was considered a draft bust. I mean, and he was a first-round pick. We kind of uh, rejuvenate his career. We could easily do that, I feel like, with Tack McKinley and Gary on Conley. I mean, mm-hmm. but I, I see us going, you, you'll, they'll probably sign a veteran corner, a veteran D end, and then they're going to address both in the draft as well. I mean, there's, like I said, with, with the defense he wants to run, you're going to have a lot of corners and a lot of safeties and maybe only about five linebackers, maybe six. There's not going to be a lot of linebackers on this team. Hell, yeah, that linebacker room is going to look weird because, I mean, who do you keep? Do you keep Mac Wilson? I mean, do you let him just play his rookie contract out? Do you, obviously, I think they're going to use Sione Takitaki as a rotational piece. And Jacob Phillips. But exactly. Yeah. That's who I think might beat out Mac Wilson is Jacob Phillips. Yeah, and, I, and like, I think they do end up drafting a linebacker, but they might draft a linebacker who's not necessarily a linebacker. Mm-hmm. That he's a hybrid guy. That, because yeah. uh, there's a guy from Notre Dame, I'm not going to pretend to, like I'm not even going to try to pronounce his name. But basically, they call him a uh, jock, and it's it's um he's a linebacker safety hybrid player. They line him up all over the field at Notre Dame. That's the exact type of weapon that Joe Woods would like in his defense. If he's at there at twenty six, you take him. But then that takes out someone else at linebacker, and it probably Mac Wilson probably is the odd man out because he only plays the pass well. He does not do well against the run. Mm. Uh, he's addressing that on Twitter. Yeah, he's addressing yeah. that on Twitter. So. Hey, I hope he does improve. I love I love Mac Wilson like as a as a uh, person. So yeah, yeah I, I love people. I love people that embrace the city. I love people that embrace Cleveland. I love people that want to be here. But I mean, you got to be real. You got to be a realist. Film does not lie. Film does not lie. Yep. Exactly, Jordan. Film does not lie. Let's stay on the uh, what is next in free agency. Let's go to uh, possible contract restructures. I want to address this a lot. I know it might sound redundant. I want to address it more often because I really feel like. Our, our friends at the OBR, Tyler, they're hinting at some different restructures. Do you, who do you think is on the list of that that could potentially happen? As far as the restructure, I think uh, Sheldon Richardson would be an option. If he doesn't restructure, it makes you wonder if he gets cut. He's making $12 million a year. You sign Malik Jackson. You have Andrew Billings, Jordan Elliott. Mm-hmm. Um, and then, you could draft, exactly. then you could draft a guy, but then you could potentially sign another D tackle to replace Sheldon Richardson. I mean, he's making twelve mm-hmm. million dollars. Yeah. So if Sheldon Richardson doesn't, I could see him getting cut. Um, another option is Jack Conklin. I could see Jack Conklin restructuring. He's only on a three-year deal anyway, and you could turn his money obviously into a signing bonus. Um, maybe you could move around uh, Batonio's contract. I don't know if they would with Batonio or not because he's not necessarily over. I don't think he's overpaid. Um, 
at no, all. I don't think so either. No. As far as wide receiver, I don't. I don't see Landry or OBJ uh, restructuring their contracts. Maybe I'm wrong. Why, on why, that. why do you see? Yeah, why do you say that though? I feel like they want their money, man. And I can't. And I can't blame them for that. But like, if Where's they it? believe they're worth a certain amount of money, you think most guys. Do you think they can? Rest- I mean, I don't, like again, I don't know anything about contracts. Can they restructure it yeah. so that so that way they can get, still get guaranteed money? Earn guaranteed still- money, yeah, exactly. Yeah. What they That's can what do. I was thinking. So what they can do is they could take, let's say, Ob. Um, not we'll do Landry because Landry's more straightforward here. Yeah, they could take Landry's. He makes about fourteen million. They could turn that into a signing bonus. He would get mm-hmm. straight up all that money right away. But then that would basically be one less year that he has like under control. So it, it's a rough situation. So it comes down to security. Like, yeah, gotcha, gotcha. And so, and some of these guys, like they, they just don't want to restructure. And I, and I understand that. Now, yeah. There are a ton of players that probably are asked about it and they decline. And that's why you see guys get cut like that. That's probably what happened um, in Chicago with Kyle Fuller. They asked him to take a pay cut because he was making twenty million dollars a year at a, as a twenty nine year old corner, and they and he declined. So they said they were they they first came out and said they were going to cut him and then they tried to trade him which i don't know why you would even trade a guy for you right announce you're going to cut him and yeah. then, and then on top of that he ends up going to the broncos for like nine and a half million once he's cut so that's why the contract restructures are interesting sheldon richardson and i would say conklin are my guesses i don't think hooper restructures either <laughs> I, I don't he should because he had what is it down year considered what he's making but the restructures will be interesting. You're going to have to do it if you're going to add any other pieces at this point. That, that's what I'm saying. You're going to have to do it. I just don't – I don't know why people are saying that Juice wouldn't even consider it. I think I, he would consider it. If I think it he would like be the, the right one situation. that would. I feel like yeah, if they exactly. said, hey, it's, it's either you or OBJ or both you guys are said, gone. And he said, I'll I th- reconsider. Yeah, yeah. I think so. Because I think they want to win a championship together, dude. I really do. I feel like it's – because I mean, they're, they're here together. There's no guarantee that they will end up together on another team. You know what I'm saying? Mm-hmm. Yeah. So I think they do. Together. Yeah, I think they do. Those two want to make it work here because they're together here. And with the market and the wide receiver, we saw how, uh, for only, unless it was for certain players, you saw the market was shit for wide mm-hmm. receivers. Excuse mm-hmm. my language. But you saw the market was crap. And, I mean, are they? Or is the team going to offer them $18 million a year like Kenny Galladay got? Is someone going to go, OBJ, here's, here's you know, here's this huge contract again, you coming off, like, another injury? I don't know. I don't know if, he, if that's realistic. If, so. if there was one receiver that would get cut for not restructuring, it's juice because his money is – there's no dead cap. Like, so it wouldn't affect the team. You could you could release Jarvis yeah. right now and create $14 million. OBJ, you're – And you piss off like, OBJ, though. You sorry, well, well, no, no, you would. I agree. But what I'm saying is, like, if you cut OBJ, you're saving three million because basically you've already guaranteed majority of his contract, like his contract yeah. for the year. So, but yeah, I mean, Juice on the open market would probably make him fourteen. Maybe he'd get close to eight. ten. Maybe I think he'd get eight on a one year, mm-hmm. and then OBJ maybe ten on a one year deal. Yeah. But I'll just be honest. I, mean, I, I do believe that they are both overpaid compared to production so far. That's just yeah. my personal opinion on that. I love them Juice, both. Juice, but. Juice had Juice had his best year in Cleveland two years ago. I mean, obviously last year was like an odd year, but I think last year was I weird. Think, I yeah. think that they see what's what's clicking though. I think I think Juice loves the fantasy's offense personally, dude. I think OBJ does too. I think OBJ does. I too. do. I think OBJ. Dude, I mean, even when they were together, like he's doing stuff to get them the ball. 
You know what I'm mm-hmm. saying? He's doing, like, even, I think Baker forced the ball to OBJ, and I think that yeah, was... Yeah, I don't think all was, those think, plays that exactly. Baker forced the ball to... Exactly. Yeah, I think, I think, I think Baker like, the, tried the reverses, the passes between Jarvis to Odell, like, Stefanski knows get these guys mm-hmm. the ball. Like, he's not he's not his first rodeo. He had Stefan Diggs, you know what I'm saying? Dude, if you get, if you so, get Juice, if you get Juice and OBJ hyped up, if you get that Adam swag Thielen, going... Yeah, so he he's had he's had right with yeah. Duros before, so I, and he knows and how to handle him. But and he's it's worked just, he's worked out drama too in the locker room exactly. too. I mean, obviously, exactly. it didn't end up working out with Diggs in Minnesota, yeah. but during that, you you saw Diggs call out his quarterback. Stefanski addressed it, and then it was kind of silence for the rest of the season, and they just play ball. So yeah, I don't know. I feel like this is just the perfect situation for this kind of team. All these different. Like characters in the locker room, I feel like this is just the perfect situation for all of them. And I just don't think they would earn the same on the open market in Cleveland, even with a restructure. I think or necessarily Andrew get as far. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah that, I mean, I mean that too, because like I said, after this year is when the questions really have to be asked. Exactly. I mean, yeah. because you're good because you've we're going to get into it here in just a second. But as far as extensions, Juice and OBJ. Yeah are probably not together after this year one way or mm-hmm. another because yeah. with the amount of contracts coming up you're going to have to pay those both. guys I mean you can and replace wide both. receivers a lot easier yeah yeah you can those those are the, one of the most expendable positions other than running back too I believe but mm-hmm. they both might not be in Cleveland next year that's yeah. another possibility um, if you guys want to see Chubbs, Nick Chubb here if you guys want to see Baker stay here if you guys want to see Wyatt Teller stay here you're going to have to make decisions I mean, it's not always sunshine and rainbow in the business of football, man. You know, he's got Andrew Barry is a tough job, and so far he's mm-hmm. doing Hand, he's doing a, great. a better job than any of us yeah. could have ever anticipated. Yeah. Uh, I no, don't think John Dorsey good. would be doing this. No. John Dorsey <laughs> would have us in cap hell right now. John Dorsey, like he did, what to do. John Dorsey deserves credit for he can get getting talent. obviously yeah. getting the talent yeah. here yeah. through the draft. You can see talent. Um, in trade. I mean, he, dra- he, get, he drafted Kareem Hunt for yeah. Kansas City, and then mm-hmm. brought Kareem here. Yeah, so, I mean, I mean, so he did all that. Like he did a lot to get us here. He just is terrible at managing the cap, and that's what happened in Kansas City. Yeah. I mean, that was a big part of it. And now he's with the Lions, like running their draft department. So that's going to be kind of interesting to see how uh, what happens with Detroit the next couple of years. But yeah, I mean, John Dorsey did a lot for this team, but Andrew Barry's taking it a whole other level because oh, Andrew man. Barry can do both. Yep. John Dorsey could only acquire the talent. He was terrible at the cap. But now you have um, a GM who knows how to bring in the talent, draft the talent, I mean, and manage the cap along with Deep Podesta. So, yeah. love to see it. Okay, and keeping up with the extensions. So, I mean, obviously we got some big ones coming up. We have Chubb, if we're going to keep him. I'm not sure how you guys all feel about that. Baker Mayfield will be getting paid, whether it's this year cheaper or next year more. I mean, that's just the realistic part of it unless Baker wants to take less and Wyatt Teller is the one that people really need to keep an eye out for because he was graded one of the best guards in the NFL last season I think he's key um I don't know where do you guys want to start Tyler I know you know more about this stuff than uh, a lot of us do on this show but let's talk about it who do you see getting an extension maybe this season who's, who's the first extension on your mind if you're Andrew Barry the first extension that should be on my mind is Baker Mayfield. Uh, Brandon Bean, the GM of the Bills, basically came out a couple days ago and said um, they're going to talk about a Josh Allen contract extension um, sometime this summer. I mean, that tells me right there the Browns need to extend Baker Mayfield 
Yeah. Honestly, after the draft, because you have to get him signed before Josh Allen, even though Baker Mayfield and I'll, and this might rub some people around. I think Josh Allen's the better player right now. So, but with that being said, Baker's still going to command a lot of money. I mean, you're talking, he could still get 35, 35, 40 million at this point. I mean, he could ask for that. Yeah, and he so, could. No and doubt. so at this, and Josh Allen, I believe is going to get $45 million a year. I mean, that's, it's a lot of money. Um, and so I think at this so point, you, Baker, you, you got to get that taken care of. You guys Do you think there? the Bills really trust Allen? Like, why would they go get, uh, my question is, why would they get Trubisky if long term they really trust Allen just because Trubisky was available or do you think back up it only costs them one year 2.5 million dollars yeah it's basically it's basically insurance I mean a lot of teams you're seeing now are starting to get decent backup quarterbacks in there I mean Mm -hmm. the Redskins I mean the Browns have a decent backup quarterback the the Redskins signed uh, Taylor Hanicki basically yeah they gave him a decent amount of money but he's gonna be a backup to Fitzpatrick that's so crazy. I mean, so I mean, things like that, and that's why I mean we have Case Keenum making a decent amount of money as a backup. It's good to have a solid backup quarterback if you can afford it. I think that's what it is. They trust Josh Allen. I mean, they've built that entire yeah, offense around Josh Allen. Championship. So <laughs> yeah, I mean they're gonna pay they're gonna pay him a ton of money, but then once Josh Allen gets paid, everything goes up. Lamar Jackson he wants paid. And he could get more than possibly Josh. I don't know how that's going to work with them. Because I don't. That's a I don't. Different situation. I don't like the idea of paying quarterbacks like Lamar Jackson a lot of money. I wouldn't either. They're, they're, you can only be that kind of scrambling quarterback for so long, and Mike Vick kind of showed that to the NFL. I mean, Mike so, Vick could also fucking pass, dude. <laughs> People forget well, he could pass. Lamar Jackson doesn't have a bad arm, dude. No, but I mean, he just kind of throws it down there and go, "Fuck it, someone catch it, please." You know what I mean? Yeah. But what, I mean, like, what if he got? What if he got like, not that, not that, his, not that Hollywood isn't a star receiver. But what if he got a huge, like, a big receiver, like a Claypool or something that he could just lob it down there? I think they tried. They tried to get Galladay, but yeah. that wasn't going to happen just due to their cap situation. The other extension, though, as far as the talk, obviously Baker, I, I say, is the most important. But I don't think we see that till next year. Just my, I think they, they'll pick up the fifth year. They'll neg- they'll talk like the logistics of a possible deal, and then they'll get to it next off season. I'm just scared of keeping keep waiting on that, dude. Because I am too. Uh, but I mean, at if, the same if Josh time, Allen signs his contract first, do. if Josh Allen signs his contract first, then I think we're screwed. We're going to have to pay Baker more than Josh Allen. Yeah, I mean, and I agree with that. But I think the ones that they might see at this point getting done sooner is Nick Chubb and Denzel Ward. Yeah, because Nick I want to get Chubb. I want to get Chubb done this offseason. Nick Chubb, I feel like, is more of a priority because his contract would expire next offseason. And so, what you want to do is you don't want to have to franchise tag him if you don't have to. And but they might use a franchise tag. Maybe that's how they negotiate a long term deal. But Nick Chubb, you could possibly do a three or four year deal. Give him about twelve million a year. That's um, what I think. That's, that's what I've been saying for a while too. I mean, that's that's what I've seen people say. Yeah, it, I think he'll be back. And what they could do is maybe they could have it at ten million a year, but they could have incentives make it a lot higher. Yeah, mm-hmm. those types of deals. I think Chubb would take that. Denzel Ward, I think you can extend him, and I think you could get him actually at maybe a cheaper deal than people think because of his injury history. You could yeah, basically yeah. put a lot of incentives on that contract. So that's I, I think Denzel and Chubb are the ones to watch this offseason, even though I think that Baker is the most important. He probably won't happen till next offseason, along mm-hmm. with Wyatt Teller, if even they have an opportunity with Wyatt Teller. That's a whole other I story. I hope they do. I hope they do. But as long as Callahan's here, I guess offensive line we don't really have to worry, worry about. 
because he's just a mastermind with the offensive line. But I want to see why Teller stay here again. That's just he, him too. I mean, he I got injured like he, a few times. Yeah, I mean, yeah. also you don't know because who know you never know when people get offered X amount of dollars where they're gonna go. But mm-hmm. I feel like you like you like blocking for good runners. You know what I'm saying? Like you like you like blocking for the best runner in the league. You like block. You know what I'm saying? You like being in offensive schemes where like you have fun in it. You know what I'm saying? So maybe yeah. like maybe like. Yeah, he gets offered more money, but is he going to have more fun? Maybe he loves the system. Like I'm not speaking for Wyatt. Wow, I, I get, I get, you know I get the block for Baker Mayfield, who gets to throw the ball to OBJ, who gets to hand the ball off to Nick Chubb. Like I'm blocking, like well, not really. Like yeah. I'm blocking for Nick Chubb. You know what I'm saying? Like, yeah, exactly. Not that's even what I'm that. Saying. Or like I'm blocking for Baker Mayfield. Like I'm blocking for Nick Chubb. Like you know what I'm saying? Like, but that's what I'm saying. Like you're not just blocking for just Nick Chubb. You're blocking yeah, for yeah. Baker Mayfield, who's a exactly. franchise quarterback. You're yeah. blocking for a. AFC Championship game, like you know what yeah, I mean, like exactly. you're making key blocks in the AFC Championship game, and like even the divisional like, round, you saw what like, he did to Tyron Matthew, dude, getting the, the reason, make blocks against. You know what I mean? The reason John Johnson took less money to come here was because he said it was an opportunity of a lifetime. Of a lifetime. Pass it up. You know of what I'm saying? Lifetime, like, he could have went and got more money somewhere else, but he decided to come here because yep. of the culture, and that's why and, I think a lot of people, a lot of people like on the team already like being here, mm-hmm. and that could help in contract negotiation, like when you have mm-hmm. contract negotiations. Wyatt Teller, though, I mean, the Chiefs just paid the top guard um, on the free agent market $16 million a year. So that kind of gives you an idea. Wyatt Teller's not going to be cheap. You have to hope if you can make another deep playoff run, convince these guys that, like, okay, take a little bit less. Let's bring everybody back. Let's let's win a Super Bowl. I mean, I feel like that yeah. does come into play here at some point. Like like you're saying, that does come into play at some point, but also when you're a guy like that and you haven't necessarily gotten that huge contract, mm-hmm. it, it becomes a little it, yeah. more it becomes a little more difficult to convince them, but I do say that's on the table though. I could definitely see that. I personally I think like a like like you said a deep playoff run, it, I feel like yeah. it has to happen again this year. Like in order to convince some people to stay and take some extensions, maybe, or to restructure. Yep. To convince them, uh, I mean, if not, like you said, there's many options. But yeah, I mean, there there are options that they can do. It, I just feel like, unfortunately, and this is I hate, I hate looking so far ahead because it's kind of sad realizing certain guys we could lose on a key team. Mm-hmm. But well, we have a window, gonna, man. Yeah, true. We have a window. <laughs> it's true. Receiver's going to be a question mark with OBJ and Landry. Yeah, like um, I don't see. I don't. I agree. I don't see both of them being here. Next I think around. Teller's the odd man out here as of now, depending on what who you restructure this off. I mean, who you uh, sign this off season. He could be possibly off the table. And then in the draft, I mean, I saw something. Um, I was watching an OBR mock draft um, on YouTube, and they had us drafting a center in the fourth round. Um, he's from, like, Wisconsin Whitewater, but the dude's a very solid prospect. And basically you'd sit him behind uh, behind J.C. Treader because Treader's in his 30s. I mean, yeah. and and so it, it's little things like that. Like, when you see the draft, you're going to see some of those moves. That's why I mentioned drafting a receiver in the second or third round. You could draft a guard. Maybe they're anticipating that they won't be able to bring back Wyatt Teller. If you yeah. see little moves like that in the draft, that could be a signal. Yeah. Not necessarily, but it could but be. But it usually is. Yeah. We obviously see that Andrew Barry is planning ahead, though. You know what I'm saying? Like, just with mm-hmm. these si- little signings here and then, like, the quietness, it also quiet, like silence speaks volumes, also. Mm-hmm. Yeah, so he's, well, nothing, he's obviously like waiting I said, for something. Nothing being leaked. 
Yeah. But also, the deals he's making show, like, okay, you're a one-year deal, you're a one-year deal, you're a little, like, a gap addressing, player. Addressing yeah. important mm-hmm. things while also planning for something. For for some, for, all the cap space we're probably going to have next year. Exactly. To make exactly. all these extensions, and hopefully, hopefully, majority of them stay, man, because they're all key players. The they're key not players all you gotta going keep. to, but. No, it's, it's just, the, that's the business, but you never yeah. know. You just never know. You try so. to keep as much as you can, mm-hmm. obviously. Yeah, yeah. I mean, and there you go. You just hit the nail on the head right there. Because, I mean, you're going to have tough decisions to make. You're going to see who really wants to be here. Mm-hmm. I, I mean, that's really what it's going to come down. Who really wants some, to be some here? Players, some players are going to have to take less if they want to stay here or take more if they want to go get their money. That's yeah. just how yeah. free agency is. And, I, so. and, I, and this is a bold prediction. Higgins will be a Brown long term. I love that. I prediction. wouldn't mind it. I wouldn't mind it, dude. Him and him and Baker have that chemistry, keep that chemistry going, dude. And I mean, I, he, don't, like, I think Higgins knows in the back of his head, he's not going to have the same success anywhere else. I don't think so either. I mean, I he's... Think, yeah. yeah. So. He's, lo- he's loved here, too. I or mean, he needs a better too. agent. Or that he needs too. a better agent. Yeah, that... I don't know, dude. Hey, I, can, I can also or... agree with that. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> Maybe he does just need a better agent, but... <laughs> but, 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 I mean, here's the thing. He got 900000 last offseason. He's getting two point three eight this offseason. Mm-hmm. Guaranteed. I mean... That's pretty good for him. I mean, yeah. yeah, I mean that's quite an improvement for, there for uh, considered a, a third or fourth receiver on our roster right now. Yeah, right now probably third. Yeah, putting up those numbers too, like that yeah. just shows. Yeah, but that also shows that also is going to go down a rabbit hole, a Browns rabbit hole, because that also just shows the importance of OBJ and Juice to this offense. All those yep. kind of weapons take the attention off of these Higgins and DPJs. So. Mm-hmm. All right, let's get. That's why. Uh, go, ahead, go ahead. Go ahead. No, go ahead, Jordan. Finish your point. I was just going to we'll say. I was just going to say. I think that's why this season is huge for the development of Higgins and DPJ playing another year with OBJ yep. and Jarvis. In case mm-hmm. they aren't here, I think it's huge for them to learn as much as they can from those two while they are here. Yeah, I think. Yeah, I think. I really think DPJ DPJ could be could be a number one. I, and I said Dude, that when he, he was coming out of Michigan, bro. Like I think he's I a think beast. He could be, hey, you heard Urban Meyer said. Urban yeah. Meyer said he was a first round pick. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Yep. He just. But the thing is, at Michigan, he didn't have a quarterback, and that's the story about Shea Patterson. He had Shea Patterson. Exactly. Exactly. There's talk. There's talk. The Browns like his teammate, Nico Collins, and Ooh, so they man. could add him at wide receiver too. But yeah. then I did hear that like maybe they didn't co like not that they didn't like each other, but their play styles didn't coexist either. Gotcha. And that made it tough. But yeah. I, I agree with you. I think DPJ. I hope he's ahead of uh, Hodge on the depth chart because that's going to be something to watch too. Hodge yeah, too, true. dude. I didn't watch much of Hodge honestly, but he did step dude. up. The they like him, they like him as yeah. a big time blocker in the run game. But when he had to like be on the field as a receiver, he did make some plays. Yeah, yeah. He's, so, he's a he pretty good deep threat. He's a pretty good yeah. deep threat. Let's all right. Let's yeah. transition down now. Let's do this. <laughs> NFL free agency news tracker. Let's go. Uh, I know Tyler made a majority of this list last night. I'm going to let him get into it a little bit more. So, Tyler, wherever you want to start on this, man, go mm-hmm. ahead. All right. Well, I think the Patriots are where we need to start. They've brought in a ton of players. I, money I don't money have every, machine. Money hey, machine I, for the Patriots. <laughs> I don't even have every name listed here because there are just so many. But some of the big names, I mean, they took Matt Judon. They gave him a ton of money. Um, defensive, end from, defensive end from the Ravens. So that's a big loss for the Ravens. But then they kind of made an interesting move here. They added two tight ends, and they yep. paid them big money. Hunter Henry and Johnny Smith. The, like the and top two tight ends to, in this free agency, to recreate, too. He's trying to recreate the Gronk and uh, Hernandez duo. I he think is. he is. And yeah. Johnny Smith is so athletic, they can line him up at wide receiver. 
Yeah. yeah. And then you have Hunter, have, uh, Hunter Henry as the inside guy. I will Kittle, I'll say, though, they paid way. I, I, I think they overpaid in that regard, but I think they had to do that in this case. Um, well, I mean, what, so, what, what, what are they really going to get out of Cam Newton, too? So. Hey, Cam Newton was at his best when he had Greg Olson in Carolina. Hey, but that's what I'm saying. You had to put this talent around Cam Newton. He's not the Tom Brady who's going to make everyone around him just, okay, we're going to Super Bowl. You know what I mean? True. Tom Brady's just that special. Cam Newton, he, he needs, he's just one of those quarterbacks. I mean, I think Baker could, eh, no, not, I'm not going to say it. Not say yeah, it. Well, maybe we shouldn't go there. <laughs> I'm not going to say it. <laughs> well, I love okay. Baker. I was just, just about, you know, whatever. <laughs> and uh, the, the bit, a big one actually just happened yesterday as well. Giants getting Kenny Galladay. That that, yeah, that was yeah. considered. Everyone considers that like one of the top signs of free agency so far. I will say, like people are like, you gave eighteen million dollars to Galladay. I, I don't see anything wrong with that. He's a top receiver. I mean, and he's going to be getting like seventy six million as a max guaranteed contract for four years, forty million <laughs> guaranteed. The Giants need to do it because they have nobody. I, I wide receiver for them, though. Why do, I don't like, like it. Out of, uh, my, they my probably gave him is, the most money. Yeah, maybe, maybe not even that. Money, but uh, didn't Kenny Galladay say I'm he such, wanted to go to New York? Maybe he wanted. Maybe to go he there. just maybe he just likes it. Yeah, I don't know. It's my whole thing dude. is I'm I'm always gonna me personally I'm always gonna want to go where we're winning. I don't care about. And you, I, I heard me, that though. I've heard that on, on I forgot what show I heard it on, but you would like to think nine at least ninety five percent of players. Want to go where they're going to win? Where they're going to win? I heard Jabril Peppers has been part of the recruiting pitch for the Giants. Wow, he's out there recruiting guys. Obviously, Jabril Peppers, former safety for the Browns. I miss him. Yeah, as much. I mean, as much as what we got out of him, I do miss him. So I mean, for Galladay, honestly, Joe Woods defense. Galladay goes to a worse situation because I don't really trust Daniel Jones. But I think what Galladay wanted was that long-term security. Mm-hmm. And I think yeah. that's why he went there. That was the one and long-term deal he was getting, and so he took it. It's not like the Giants can't uh, address quarterback in the draft. So yeah, no, they could. They could. Um, they're top five, I think. Mm, you think the they Giants? Take a quarterback? Are, huh? They could take a quarterback. Mac Jones. If Mac Jones is there, that would be is interesting. It, am I wrong? Am I dead wrong? With Gi- the Giants have no Giants. Have a, a <laughs> I thought they had one of the top picks. Giants have the eleventh pick, so oh, they could wow, take Mac Jones long. there. But I don't, I don't, I think they're going to trust Daniel Jones for one more year. Yeah, because Joe he Judge, I feel like, too. is a pretty good coach for them. He turned yeah. them around the second half of the season. Yeah. So. Pretty kitchens. It's <laughs> it's going to be very yeah. Galladay situation. I think he went there because long term security more than anything else. The receiver market's pretty bare. And that gets us into the next bit of wide receiver news here. Tip Top Juju is going back to Pittsburgh on a one-year deal. Corvette, Corvette. I love it. And that's a very questionable move. Like, obviously, I get why Pittsburgh wants him back, but Pittsburgh has gutted basically their entire defense to bring him back. So it just makes you wonder. I mean, and I mean, he said, I think he tweeted out something about it's going to take a wrecking ball to get me out of here or something. And obviously, Juju has never had bad Juju. So, yeah, I'm sure I'm sure that those words will not come back to bite him. Oh, no. Yeah. Why, why would they just like dancing <laughs> on um, dancing on uh, the opponent's <clears throat> midfield logo? Never came back to haunt him either. I mean, honestly, John or John saying the or saying to say about that or saying Browns are Browns. Browns are the Browns. Browns yeah, is the Browns, Browns is the Browns. <laughs> 
Yeah, I mean, oh, wait, we need, and then who, who was, we was need that, that sound clip, that by yelled, the way. Was that that white teller that yelled, the Browns is the, just the same yeah, old Browns? Browns is the Browns? Yeah, just the I, same it makes old me, Browns. That makes me want to think he wants to be here. You know what I'm saying? Like, just the yeah. same old Browns? We, we, we need that clip, by the way. Yeah, yeah. those are clips. Those are clips we're gonna have to get once Pete's done uh, texting his girlfriend. <laughs> Speak, speaking of that, um, a big piece that Pittsburgh I, lost Bud Dupree I to Tennessee. Can't. But yeah, but Bud Dupree got a big contract from Tennessee. Supposedly the Browns were in on him, but they weren't gonna pay Bud Dupree nearly eighty I, no. million dollars. No, no I, which I is feel just like, ridiculous. I feel like the defensive end market this year was way higher than. Yeah, I feel like teams overpaid for a lot of players on the defensive end market this year. Oh, they oh they did. The Browns obviously yeah. missed out on all five defensive ends: uh, Hendrickson, Aquara. But did we, are we um, missing out though? Because I mean, I mean, obviously, I wanted Aquara, but like for what they're making, you know, I, I just don't. I don't know. I feel like you can fill that role with like Attack McKinley. On the, yeah, I, and I, I think like, that's I like what smart. Is what I'm getting at. Yeah, I like you know, and and it, and it's smart. I think teams definitely overpaid. Tennessee really overpaid. I mean, you had they had Clowney on a one year deal, I think, for 12 million, and then you go out and pay Dupree that kind of money. But then Tennessee had some major losses too. Losing Corey Davis is a big loss for them at mm-hmm. wide receiver. But then yeah. they lost Malcolm Butler. They've had to make some other cuts. I mean, just yeah. to just to bring in a guy like Bud Dupree. Tennessee so, I mean, you had their window, huh? <laughs> They say as long as they have Derrick Henry, though. Yeah, I think but so. I it'll think be interesting so. though because they lost their offensive coordinator who went to coach the Falcons, uh, Arthur wow. Smith. So yeah, that, right. that's that's going to be interesting. Uh, and here's a group of signings here that I really like, and it's going to be pretty fun to watch. Um, is William Jackson at third, Curtis Samuel, and Fitz Magic to Washington. Washington man, they're bringing that Ohio State connection at wide receiver. Mm-hmm. I and then I mean Fitz Magic, he can he obviously he can. He, he he can have success on a football team, yeah. so I, I do. And they got the top corner. I that that division is up for grabs, in my opinion, man. Oh, it is, and they and they yeah. can win it because they got the defense. They're giving the yeah. top corner. William Jackson's getting fourteen million a year for three years. That's really not a bad deal, though. No, it's only it's a three year deal. I mean, yeah. and they have obviously Chase Young, and so and just so our listeners know, Fitzmagic is uh, Ryan Fitzpatrick. So yep. just, just want to make sure case, I clarified that. Just there. in case people live under a bridge. <laughs> yeah, but I, I really the, want to see the Washington saying, because the saying, of the Ohio State. The saying is under a rock. No, it's not. Yes, no. it is. It's under a bridge. Mm, yeah, it's under a bridge. No, it's under ah, a rock. It's under no, a rock. No, it's under a bridge. I, it's I've under a rock. Both. I've heard it both ways. I've, nope, I've only heard it under a bridge. I've only heard it under a rock. <laughs> okay. <laughs> Anyways, anyways here. So, yeah, what I really want to see is that Ohio State. I want to see Samuel and Terry McLaurin again. That's going to be very fun to watch. Oh, if they only had Haskins. (laughs) (laughs) He's in Pittsburgh now. Yeah, he can sit sit on that bench. No, or he could start. That'd be fine with me. No. Yeah, yeah, that too. I would start. Any, Any one of their quarterbacks they want to play. And then, <laughs> then, a cu- then just a couple other like major uh, updates is the Raiders basically traded or released three offensive linemen, like who were starters on their line, including a Pro Bowl center, and signed running back Kenyon Drake when they have a very good running back in Josh Jacobs. Yeah, what were they thinking? Uh, honestly, I what don't think that? the Raiders front office is good at all. Mike Mayock um, is obvious; he's a former draft guru with NFL Network. They hired yeah. him as their general manager when they Not brought in John Gruden. Yeah. He, he's made some very bad deals. I think everyone from his free agency class two years ago is gone. 
that he brought in. I mean, they've and they gave John Gruden a ten-year contract when they signed him. It's just it's a bad situation for the Raiders. But let Khalil Mack leave. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> you remember that dude? <laughs> that Khalil Mack. Oh my goodness, that was brutal. You wouldn't oh, pay him, but you were willing no, to pay. He, some he of literally these other he dudes. went he went to a podium and said that's quarterback money. What they what Khalil Mack wanted, and then he he himself took a hundred million dollar contract for ten years. Exactly. Yeah. See that's yeah. see that's pretty funny. But the the yeah. one signing that's really hilarious is they signed uh, Trent Brown. Offensive lineman from the Patriots. Yeah, he's true. basically there for two years, and now he's back in New England. Yeah. So, uh, yeah. But then signing Kenyon Drake when you have Josh Jacobs doesn't make sense because they gave him two years, seventeen million. Like, I don't quite understand. I just don't understand those moves. Um, but here's one that Browns fans might remember. A name that they might remember. Trent Williams is now the highest paid left tackle in the NFL by 49ers. the San Francisco 49ers. 49ers address that offensive line more too. They got uh, Alex Mack now at center. Mm-hmm. Dude, their their offensive line is gonna look nice this year, dude. Oh, it will. But who do you think starts for them? At quarterback? Yeah. Uh, Jimmy Garoppolo. Yeah, I mean, I don't. I, mean, I don't know if they yeah. can get off that contract. Yeah. I will say though, as far as the team to watch, New England trying to get Garoppolo back. Garoppolo be back because that's who they, that's who Belichick wanted. He wanted to trade Brady and keep Garoppolo, and that's why Brady. Redid is that that whole contract situation, and then exactly, yeah, exactly. So. The Trent Williams one is is good, like very interesting for us because obviously John Dorsey flirted with Trent Williams a couple times, um, but didn't trade the comp- compensation obviously to get him. But the reason that you drafted Zed- Jedrick Wills as opposed to Trent Williams, you're seeing right now, mm-hmm. they're giving him six years, hundred thirty eight million dollars. Oh my gosh. The Browns in their situation right now wouldn't be able to do that. Nope, so that's why that's why on. Wills is – I mean, that, that was a good situation that worked out for everybody involved, obviously. And the last bit of news here, um, I kind of mentioned this earlier, was Kyle Fuller to the Broncos, and it was t- like 10 minutes after he was cut by the Bears. Yeah, that was worked out, huh? Oh, yeah. So people who say that there's not tamper – like – that there's not tampering before free agency and all that. That's completely false. The NFL just yeah. doesn't do anything about it. Nah, screw it, though. Whatever, dude. It makes it interesting for us. Yeah. <laughs> it makes so. other teams other teams have at a disadvantage, but, you know, so be it. LeBron does the same thing in the NBA. So Exactly. And there are still some top free agents still available, obviously. Uh, Clowney is available. Carlos Dunlap, Melvin Ingram, some names that could interest the Browns there. Um, yep. And then Richard Sherman, he's still available. Malcolm Butler. Adoree Jackson, who I'd love to have on the Browns, but... Um, he doesn't want to be. It on doesn't the sound like himself. he. It yep. Doesn't sound like he wants to come to the Browns. So if we don't, if you're, if you don't wear brown and orange, you don't matter. Yeah, Freddie <laughs> Kitchens, baby. Shout, yeah, shout out Freddie Kitchens. <laughs> but yeah, so those are some big names uh, still. Um, and obviously, we didn't talk about the biggest returning sign for the Browns kicker Cody Parkey. Mm. So yeah, the Browns brought. Weird. The Browns brought him draft back. A kicker. We drafted a kicker at 26. Supposedly, they have a kicker <laughs> on their practice squad, and they kept him on the protected list all year. So they must really like him. It sounds like Cody yeah. Park, he's going to have competition. It's a one-year $1.2 million deal, but only 200000 guaranteed. Yeah. So there's going to be competition for Cody Park there. Damn, Cody Park might as well just go sell houses with that money, dude. Jeez. Hey, exactly. And that wraps up our uh, <laughs> that wraps up our NFL free agency tracker. Yeah, and I want you uh, obviously, we're going to continue on Twitter. We're going to continue to... Keep updated as much as possible. We got more people on there now keeping up with the latest news for free agency, for the Browns in general. 
So if you want to follow us on Twitter, that's at, at FD Podcast CLE. So Feeling Dangerous Podcast on Twitter. Uh, we do have something in the works, though, that I want to go over before we end this here, Pete. Uh, Tyler, me, and what's your buddy's name, Tyler? I'm sorry. K- Caleb Russell. Caleb Russell. He doesn't have any social media, so Mm-mm. I can't shout him out. But we are working on a website, and we're going to try to get that up. So, Tyler, if you want to go into that more, what it's going to entail, mm-hmm. I know you. Yeah, so go ahead, man. Just go ahead and finish that up. Yeah, so the website, it's going to be feelingdangeouspodcast.com. Right now, it's a very um, genetic page, but from from now, mm-hmm. you can click uh, the Twitter icon. It'll take you right to our Twitter account to where you can give us a follow follow or uh, shout us out on Twitter. And um, right now, if you go to listen on Spotify or listen on Apple Podcasts, if you click on that, it'll actually take you right to the podcast. Um, so that's what we have right now. Obviously, there's going to be more design going into that. But for right now, we have our uh, our logo right in the middle for you guys and ways to get to our podcast very easily. And something cool that we have talked about doing um, that will be in the works soon is we're going to um, come up with some gear for you guys, yeah. um, some some Browns gear and even some podcast gear as well. So we hope you guys will enjoy that. And, yeah. um, and Caleb Russell um, already has done a decent amount of work on the website and will continue to to do so um yeah. he's a good he's a good friend of mine and he's definitely excited about this because he's d- um, designed websites before so this is something he really enjoys doing yeah i really appreciate him helping us out uh, we know like like i said we got some dedicated teams now so going into this thing and some good minds and you know we're all on the same page we're gonna get this stuff done for you guys and hopefully you enjoy it but with that this is the feeling dangerous podcast pete take it away man Connor in the backfield on the right side of Big Ben. Motion by the tight end. McDonald down the line, left to right. And the snap goes high over the head of Big Ben. All the way back to the two, to the one. And the Browns have it in the end zone. And they dive on the ball and recover it for a touchdown. Carl Joseph's got it in the end zone. A touchdown. Not a bad start. 6 nothing Browns. Marquise Bouncy just sailed the ball over the head of Big Ben, who looked at James Conner. They raced back towards inside the five-yard line. It went into the end zone. B.J. Goodson and Carl Joseph were over there, and Joseph recovers it. Field under center on first down and 10. Takes the ball, gives it. Hunt runs. He's to the 10. He's to the 5. He buries that shoulder and drives in for a touchdown. Kareem Hunt and the Browns lead 20 to nothing. You're on Cleveland bound. That's my town where they show you love if they seen you around. All of my dogs up in the dog pound. Man, I love my tribe, my calves, my Browns. That's my heart. That's my soul.